gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, tonight, D-Generation X proudly brings to you the greatest show on earth. And that's the bottom line, because Stone Cold said so. Joe Black, Chris Mindell, the Sons of Slam podcast. I never told no one this, even my brother Gino, because Gino would have killed him. I didn't want my brother gone. Hell, he'd only recently came home from Vietnam. I was 13, working at Victory Lane's bowling alley, buying some weed from, uh, yeah, that worked there. And he put his hands on me. He dragged me around to the back of the building. You already know what he was going to try to do. That was the very first time I made a man disappear. They never found him. They should have looked in the Chattahoochee River, if I can pronounce it right. But Winnie, the girl in these pics, I likes you so damn much. Probably my favorite, but I promised myself way back then, nobody would ever hurt me again. That includes you. I loved you, but you hurt me with your fucking Jamaican jealousy. You can go your own way. I don't need you. Wait, what? <laughs> what? Uh, I'm sorry, Who? Excuse me? Excuse me, bacon powder? Bacon uh, powder? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry for your, your broken relationship, but uh, you just kill a man? <laughs> did you just did you just admit to a 40-year-old murder? <laughs> oh, man. I'm sorry. Good God. <laughs> uh, that was the first time I made a man disappear. Dude. Yeah, and then he went out the next day and said, I, I didn't say I killed him. <laughs> Way to backtrack on a murder. Ah, welcome, everybody. This is Murder Time with Sons of Slam. I am Chris Mindell, along with the Reaper, Mr. Joe Black. What a week, sir. Well, what a week it was, indeed. <laughs> what the shits? <laughs> we, we get this bombshell dropped on us. In the beginning of the week. Like, In the beginning of the week, and then we're just left to fester with it for the whole fucking week. It's you, like, whoa, what's what? <laughs> what? what? Who the what? What? If you are not aware of what was said or what was done, uh, let's recap this, shall we? <laughs> this is Rocker Talk. Um, Marty figuratively put his his own head through his own barbershop window. Yes, he said, let me let me do this for you. And he took his head and he slammed it into a window. Um, yeah, he's he apparently has a history of, of uh, social media uh, outbursts and stupid shit to say. And, yes, he uh, does. This this was basically the uh, the capper of the whole thing. So, if you're not aware, uh, Monday Marty Janetti went to the social medias, and uh, Monday morning it was the first was thing Monday morning. Well I woke up into Monday morning. I woke yes. up to to the news saying, "Hey, 
Marty Jannetty might have killed a guy. Blasted, and and probably think the number one trend on on Twitter was Marty Jannetty. Good for yeah. you. Your first time ever. You're the you're the the, the shining light of wrestling. Good for you. <laughs> he he uh, was on the back burner all these years, and now he's at the front, the forefront. Um, he said that he admitted to making a man quote disappear, and the, the, as you heard in the beginning, uh, me me not dropping the uh, the f word, but he said uh, yeah fraud uh, fraud. Yes, he he warned <laughs> that. Um, uh, they, they warn, well, we should have warned you as far as the, the post, but it includes uh, the homophobic word and uh, racist references. And then uh, he went into, uh, I'm sorry, he was actually on Facebook. Um, and they, but he was, he was number one trending on Twitter uh, about a story when he was 13. He was buying marijuana from a man that he referred to with a homophobic slur. This man allegedly dragged, <laughs> tried to drag young Janetti uh, around a bowling alley where he was working. And that's when he made the man disappear. Oof. <laughs> Oof uh, is all I have to say, yeah. to be honest. And Jannetty is 60 years old now, and that this happened 47 years ago. Wow. 47 years. And in the post, after he said all that, there is a picture of him and this uh, Jamaican woman in three different pictures, and apparently they are on the on the splits. But that is not the big story. <laughs> the big story is that he admitted to a murder. Um. You didn't say yeah, that's a that's a that's a slightly big story. A slightly big story. I think slightly now, big. In his defense, he didn't really admit to, like I killed. He did say first time he made a man disappear. Yeah. Also, I mean, the guy was trying to touch him, so kind of a little bit justified <laughs> in that sense. <laughs> Is it though? Let's be thoroughly honest. Um. Let's. Well. Okay. <laughs> so he said. Let's see. Uh, <laughs> Let's see, Janetti, uh, well, other than what he just posted there as far as the admittance to murder, which is never really okay, uh, Janetti posted many inappropriate things uh, uh, on social media. He once asked fans if he should have sex with his daughter. He said, Oh, Obama- what? Whoa, <laughs> hang is, on, go is- back. What the fuck? <laughs> this is, I'm telling you, this is history. I, I've done. I've gone down, down the dark rabbit hole of Marty Janetti, and this is what I found. Uh, he once uh, yeah, asked fans if he should have sex with his daughter. He said Obama wasn't black until, quote, it was cool to be black, unquote. <clears throat> also uploaded a photo of himself covered in cocaine while promising that he hadn't done cocaine in, quotes, over an hour. Uh, <laughs> he also said, let's see, February 14th, Valentine's Day, 2019, he sent some uh, incoherent tweets about hookers. And he said, quote, uh, I just found out all my girlfriends are, pet- are pretty, quote, and, quote, I have three hookers. If for hoes between whatever that adds up to, I can't figure out which one is letting me down. Quotes unquote. That's that, that was verbatim, by the way. That that's that's what he said. I just found out all my girlfriends are pretty. I have three hookers. If for hoes between whatever that adds up to, I can't figure out which one is letting me down. Um, is that seven? No, that's one. Is this, is it a, sub- a subtraction question? <laughs> I can't do math with Marty Jannetty. Or, uh, or an addition question. <laughs> this is my quote. He's either talking about seven different women, all of them being hookers, or one person. I don't know. He also posted on Facebook. Yeah, <laughs> his math is just way <laughs> off. Um, he also admitted on Facebook that he, he wants to have sex with a blind person. He said, quote, of all the things I've ever done in my life, and it's been a whole lot, some of the shit, it don't even matter. If you don't believe it, but one thing I haven't done, I've never had sex with a blind girl. I loves... My blind people. They're more special than us who can see. Just wondering if I could make them smile. They deserve it to me. They're better than us. Unquote. 
this is genetic. A couple days is later. Weird Wait, there's more. Ev- go ahead. Go ahead. Is it weird that everything up until him admitting to murder is kind of making me chuckle a little bit? It, it's, but it seems now, in hindsight, it seems like a like a slow, steady roller coaster up the up the first uh, ramp to get to the top until yeah. until murder is the very click, top. Click, and then, click, 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 and click, then, click, 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 murder, <laughs> and then you go ah! off. Everybody starts screaming. Murder! He said murder. He killed somebody. Uh, a few days later, uh, February twenty third, twenty nineteen, Janetti sent out two tweets claiming that he had sex with himself. For four hours. Quote, I've been having sex with me for four hours this morning. I'm starting to get tired of it, LOL. And later, he said, quote, Mostest of my girls live in Houston, and I don't, LOL. That's unreal. Mostest is what he said. Mostest. M-O-S-O-S-T. That's in his quote. Mostest of my girls live in Houston. Uh, on April 25th, 2019, Marty Jannetty posted on Facebook to reveal how many women he's had relations with. His number was... 637 at the time, but it was hard to decide who he loved the most. He said, quote, but I have to be honest, though, after 30 years, my Wendy still sticks with me through all my mistakes, quote, uh, excuse me, mistakes, parentheses, including other women, not saying she likes that. She dottied my eyes once or twice, LOL, end parentheses. So even though I definitely loves every one of my 637 ladies, who do I love the mostest? Parentheses. And you're not supposed to pick a favorite child, but you know deep inside you, you, you know deep inside you, you do, lol. You just can't say it out loud. End parentheses. You already know. Plus, we produced that sweet little young lady in one in the one picture. That is the end of that one. March fifth, twenty nineteen. Marty posted to Facebook once again. He had a very interesting post about not being able to find his phone. He said, "Dude, where's my phone? Last I remember having it." was at my neighbor's ha- neighbor's girl's house up on her roof because I could get a better view of my neighbor girl who was laying at her pool naked. But I went back and looked on her roof, but it wasn't there. Um, let's see here. What else? March 13th, 2019, Marty Jenner revealed in an interview that he needed an operation, but he can't get it. He later said that DDP offered... DDP is everywhere, man. DDP offered to help him, but they didn't see eye to eye about Janetti getting sober. <laughs> Okay, and he said, quote, I'm having a problem with my ankle and it's hard. It's a hard adjustment from being a world-class athlete to having a gimp and use a crutch. When I look at guys that are my age, like Iron Sheik, man, he's in a wheelchair. Duke, the dumpster drossy, from his knee down, he's got a titanium leg. I see that and it hurts my feelings because I don't want to see them like that. I can only think what my fans must think when they see us like that. Mine's only a gimp. I can get it fixed. I don't have health insurance, so it's going to cost me a little bit. I could do it now, but then I'll be broke. If I don't make money after that, then where am I going to eat? Have I been using the term limp wrong the whole time? Uh, no. You, no, you're correct. Um, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> I just needed to make sure that we weren't talking about maybe Pulp Fiction. but nope. we were. Okay, let's go. Keep going. Nope, you're good. Um, <laughs> June 7th, 2019, Marty Gennetti posts a lengthy cry for help, sort of, is exactly what he said. Uh, to Facebook. This detailed all of his partying and his lavish lifestyle. He said uh, it, it's titled, and this is this is pretty long. Uh, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but it just basically it's titled uh, "A Cry for Help," sorta. Um, and basically, he's he's looking to that he's, he's saying that his partying days. Uh, he was partying like Amy Winehouse, but he didn't want to go to rehab, um, and that. So he, he so just, he said no, no, no. 
uh, in one of the one of the paragraphs, he did. He said one of the paragraphs. He says, "I," he says, "quote I don't want to live like that anymore. I and don't suggest rehab. I agree with my super cool and pretty friends, Amy Winehouse, R.I.P. Loves you, sweetie. When she sang, they told me to go to rehab, but I said, no, no, no. <laughs> and here's what y'all need to know about that bullshit. When I lived in New Orleans, I went to two rehabs: one for sex addiction, one for drugs and alcohol. The drugs and alcohol one, I ended up roughing up one of the counselors for being a dick to a sweet young 19-year-old boy who was trying hard. I even told the counselor to knock it off. Then he smarted off to me for taking up before the kid. You already know what happened next. He didn't smart off anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and then oh and then he's, he goes on and this is a very small portion of this whole lengthy paragraph uh, uh diatribe that he goes into but he said then the sex sex addiction it's uh-huh. then the sex addiction clinic the idiots assigned me to a counselor who was a beautiful blonde with big tits we ended up dating for a few minutes uh, in parentheses fucking i'll put a pick up <laughs> so y'all can see how stupid it was to assign her to me and the end at the very end of it it says p.s my heart is talking to me hasn't been beating right for two days now not to scare anyone, especially my family, but just further proof I've got to stop. Just told my heart I will stop. Just let me wean down so it is not dangerous. <sighs> and police are investigating this uh, this new uh, development now. And that what? is your Marty Genetti talk. Good God! I, I don't think I, I would. In, wow. in the in the seventy, I think we're said this is episode seventy four. In the seventy four episodes of uh, Sons of Slam, I don't think I would have ever bet on the fact that we would have talked about Marty Genetti in such a way or at all. Uh, that's, at all, at all, other, other than him being the fucking side piece to Shawn Michaels. Wow, that was a lot to that was a lot to process, my friend. My God, I'm sorry. I, I gotta. That looked like you blacked out. Jeez, where am I? <laughs> oh, Do we start the show? Wow. What the hell happened to Marty Janetti? Oh, oh my God, Marty. So I brought this up to you. We need to now come up with a new. Wait, someone's got to be the edge to the Christian. Is that what we're gonna go with? Okay. As far as like, you know what I mean? We got to come up with a new uh, uh, term uh, tag team member who gets left out in the dust. Gotcha. After one is clearly the superstar. Sure, sure. Um, I mean, I can because calling them the Marty Jannetty is only going to work for a very certain sect of people who have killed people before. (laughs) It was, yeah, you're right. It was the Marty Jannetty for everybody, and now it's its own thing. (laughs) Now it's its its own category, its own uh, pinnacle. Oh my God. Wow, yeah, I, yeah I, can't, wow. I can't remember. I mean, before all this, though, you just brought up uh, uh, Edge and Christian. Mm-hmm. I'm drawing a blank, unless you know of other teams right now that you could think of, or throughout the show, if you could think of other teams that have that one person, because it always seems to be, if they break up, there's that one person that is, like, destined for stardom, and then the other person. Well, we're on like, the precipice of it, and I'll fucking transition real quick if you want. Please. But Montez Ford and Angelo Dawkins, I'm telling you, you it ain't going to end well. You think Ford is going to shoot up? He has to look yeah. at look at look at him. Mm. Everything about him screams yeah, yeah, superstar. Yeah, he's great on the mic. He's an uh, awesome uh, athlete. Yeah, you're right. I mean, not that Dawkins isn't, but yeah, no, you see, there's a difference. You're right. Yeah, Edge and Christian is the only one that I can think of. You mm-hmm. can't even do Matt and Jeff because they both have had very successful careers. This is true. Right. And Christian also has had a very successful career, but you go, you think you know me? People are gonna know what that is. Mm-hmm. They're gonna not people. Unless you're a hardcore fan, you're not gonna know what the Peep Show is. You don't know what right. the, you don't know who the rated R superstar is. Right. What about the Hollywood Blondes? There we go. Stone Cold. I don't even know who the other one was. If I'm being honest, Brian, I forgot. Brian I'm drawing Pillman. a blank. Brian Pillman. Oh yeah. Never mind. That doesn't work out. <laughs> oh, see, there you go. Yeah, I mean, he was the Marty Janetti. I guess. <laughs> 
but that was all after. Yeah, I guess that was all after the fact. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I totally forgot that was Pillman. Yeah. If I'm being thoroughly honest, I totally Brian, drew a blank Brian on that. Yeah. other one was. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm drained, dude. <laughs> I'm drained. That it took thing. a lot out of you, bro. Uh, that that was a nice little monologue. Thank you. I appreciate well, that. I mean, yeah. I I threw in my two cents. Yeah, I no, could, I just but, but I I saw that, and I ever since Monday I've been just like gathering shit as far as like going back and seeing what other people have posted as far as his other shit, man. Good God, you went on a deep Marty Jannetty dive. Oh, that was deep. Gotta, that was a lot. I gotta uh, I, I gotta ravel up. Oh, come back here. Um, let's talk outside the ring here while while I uh. Duh, duh, Decompress, please go on. All right, really quick. I have a funny quote from a podcast I was listening to. Please. You know who Ron Funches is? I do. The comedian? Okay. Yes, uh, he was on Burt Kreischer's podcast, and they were talking about wrestling, you know, stuff like that. Mm. The whole Tom Segura bit, all that shit. <laughs> so Burt Kreischer, who is, he is a, an old school wrestling fan. So he was a fan of, you know, Dusty Rhodes and Florida mm. and the Texas scene because they used to get the cable and shit like that. Mm. So he was talking about... uh he was describing himself on stage, and he goes, <laughs> this is Bert talking to Ron. He goes, I'm like a Von Erich. I am who I am on stage or in a ring, and it may not end well. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds about right. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. It may not end well, and that's uh, exactly how you describe a Von Erich. Yeah. You are who you are inside the ring, and it may not end well. Uh, or you have a, or you have a, a no foot. I have no foot. <laughs> the beaties. Uh, the other big news from this week, which we're going to probably go deep, deep on, mm. The Rock. Oh, yes. The Rock has now purchased Vince McMahon's XFL. Mm. And now it's Dwayne The Rock Johnston's XFL. Which, Dewey, as someone call him. For $15 million. Million dollars. That is a drop in the bucket, dude. <laughs> what what a fall from grace for the XFL, and which which honestly for for me I, they had last year was the XFL and the uh, was it the the, AA, the AAFL AAFL, which I, I thoroughly enjoy the XFL. I if I can be honest, I I enjoyed watching those games. I liked the rules that they implemented. I liked how it it, it went down. Um, and if it wasn't for COVID, I truly believe they would have had a, another season. But uh, yeah, yeah, they would have one hundred percent. It was like, really taken off this time. Yeah, no, he, he did everything right this time. He learned from his mistakes. Mm -hmm. I give McMahon actually credit for this. Um, kind of going with uh, some of the rules here that uh, they, they the stupid ones that they took out, the new ones they put in, um, to kind of make it more exciting. I I, I enjoyed it, and hopefully uh, Dwayne and his ex wife, who that, that's I think that's awesome. That's, that's the funniest part about it. Yeah, like she gets no love on it. She gets no. It was love. oh my god, The Rock bought the XFL. It's like no. It was the Rock, his ex-wife, his ex-wife, yeah, and a whole fucking venture capitalist firm, yeah, or something. yeah. And she like uh, there was a couple of posts on ESPN that uh, congratulated Dwayne on his purchase, and Dana Garcia, the ex-wife, basically said uh, no love, <laughs> absolutely no love, even though even though they're, they're equal partners. Um, yeah, so that's XFL talk. I'm, I'm glad to see that that's uh, that was a thing because um, yeah, that, that was. Uh, of all the, uh, the well, all of the two alternatives to the NFL, um, one one was was out of the out of the gate as far as like bankrupt before this season. It was able to even finish, and then XFL was about to go, and and I, I really do believe be good <laughs> in in all this. And uh, yeah, COVID came around, and but yeah, Dwayne doing his thing with uh, with Dana and purchasing it. Uh, Booker T saying that um, he, when he while he was in TNA. That Dixie Carter uh, was getting busy, quote, getting busy with Impact Wrestling stars. Uh, 
surprised? Not really. Not really. I'm being honest. I mean, even though uh, Mary Dixie Carter uh, got got around uh, to uh, doing some stuff with other wrestler with other wrestlers there, uh, Dixie Carter would throw parties, um, and then uh, he said that Booker, Booker T stated that Carter quote living out her milf's dream. <laughs> He didn't say exactly what was going on between Dixie Carter and the Impact Wrestling roster, but he did say that she was, quote, hot to trot and, quote, getting busy. Getting know. busy. I don't know what Dixie was doing half the time. I know she was hanging out in the bar, hanging out with the boys. When you're hanging out with the boys, the water might get hot. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? I don't know what Dixie was doing, but she seemed like she was living out her milk's dream. Serious, man. Dixie was getting busy. I'm not going to say what she was doing. But Dixie was definitely. But you, you did. But you say, no, no. But you did, Booker. But you you did. did say what you she did. was doing. She had makeup. She had makeup. She had the makeup and everything on. I don't know how much writing she was doing for the show. Good yeah. lord. Yeah, Booker T shouting out. <laughs> I've always uh, said that anything, that anything a man says before the word "but" was all horseshit. All horseshit. <laughs> ba, 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 I don't want to say what she was doing. But she was getting busy. So, okay, so, so you're going to say you, what so she was doing. So you said what she was doing. <laughs> he said exactly what, <laughs> he said what she was doing. So thanks, Booker. Uh, Booker. <laughs> um, <laughs> what else you got? Um, Renee Young had a cryptic tweet this week. Yesterday or the day before, I think. Okay. She just said, I quit. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. All right. Maybe she quits to go to the XFL. I know she was eyeing a job at the XFL when when The Rock took over. Okay. So, huh. I don't know. It's going to be a little weird. That is weird. You also haven't seen fucking Renee in a while. Yeah, no, you Kind of since, her. like, I don't know. Let's carry the one. February 28th, I think, I believe, is the last time. Well, what, Right no, around there? No, you, you saw her with, uh, she was backstage a couple times, and she did uh, backstage. Oh, uh, right. Backstage only recently got canceled. So, they were doing it from home for a while. No, I mean like um, on WWE, like on SmackDown, on Raw. I think there's been like one or two times since John Moxley became champion. If I'm being thoroughly honest. Well, she was she was back. She did a couple of backstage interviews with with some wrestlers mm-hmm. a little while back. But yeah, and then COVID. Like, well, then COVID. But I'm saying she was still there. She was still at at the performance center. Uh huh. A, a couple uh-huh. times. So I was wrong. Listen, yeah. I oh. accept when I'm wrong. Holy shit. See, you say it doesn't happen that that often. That's two in the past two episodes that you've corrected me. Um, I, I get this. Bitch, you guessed it. <laughs> you was right. Damn right. Oh, um, you better have that thing. You better have that thing cocked, <laughs> locked, and ready to go for later, my friend. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, so we had talked before the the show as far as uh uh AEW uh doing a the women's tag team cup tournament. And I really thought that this was going to be a thing that they were going to do on Dynamite. But apparently, according to you, and the first time I'm hearing about it, I was waiting for it, and they didn't uh, bring it up. But uh, it's it's on a Monday on YouTube? Yes. I'm I'm not exactly sure what time on Monday. Okay. I would say maybe somewhere around 7, like the time that they do Dark. Okay. But yes, it is on Monday. It is on their YouTube channel. If I'm not mistaken, okay, yeah, okay, it's on their YouTube channel. Sure, sure. And I believe this last Monday was Nyla Rose and Ariane versus oh Anna Jay and Tanara Conti. I'm sorry, Tay Conti. Sorry. Oh, she's in AEW now. Huh? Yeah, all she is all elite. I would not have known that had I known that it was actually on. <laughs> 
<laughs> and I was looking forward yeah. to it too. They haven't um, been doing a good job of promoting it too well. No, you don't say. <laughs> I, again, I watch Dynamite every week, and I know you watch uh, like uh, Being the Elite and all that other stuff. I don't know if you even watch Dark. Um, nope. No, no. So but I, I, I would have thought that they would have promoted on uh, on Dynamite, but that wasn't the case. I have very little time to watch anything else other than what I currently watch right now because with the wrestling that I watch mm-hmm. and work, I like I have no time. I haven't. I have. I'm. It's taken me three weeks to watch a three part documentary on the mob. <laughs> it's something that should take four, like tops, five hours. Right. If I blew through all of it, five hours max. But because wrestling and this and that. Uh, it took me. I still haven't finished it. I'm only. I. I still have to watch the third episode. Freaking wrestling. So the whole point of me bringing that up is that uh, Medusa, uh, <laughs> more WWE talent. Uh, but you know, AEW doesn't want to be anything like World Wrestling Entertainment. Medusa appeared on the women's uh, tag team cup tournament. Uh, just a quick question. Medusa was from the WWE. Medusa was WWE. So who was in WCW? That was uh, so she went by Alundra Blaze in. WWE. There we go. That's what I was thinking of. And we're gonna get into another WCW Hall of Famer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Alundra Blaze. Yeah, and then that was the infamous when she was still champion with WWE. She took mm-hmm. the belt over to WCW and tossed it on Nitro uh, famously, and that was basically the beginning of the end of her career. <laughs> was uh, yes. was doing that. Um, so yeah, so she was. Uh, she was on this. Uh, she's on AEW. So, it, according to Vicky Guerrero, which uh, according to I'm sorry, according to Brandy Rhodes, who was on Vicky Guerrero's excuse me podcast, uh, everybody's got a podcast. Um, <laughs> that, uh, Brandy Rhodes said that they don't know as far as the future for Medusa in AEW, but that it was uh, that she's an amazing talent and blah 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 and all that good stuff. Um, yeah, I, 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 I well, let's go. All right, Medusa. Medusa. All right. Um, we have that uh, in uh, WWE Performance Center that the the trainers are upset that the uh, trainees are getting paid to stay home. To stay home. To stay home. Uh, some yes. Yeah, so most of the the most of the talents that you see around the ring um, are are also trainees, but there are other trainees that are just basically paid to get stay, to stay home and the trainers are even though they're at another location they found another location because obviously the PC is being used for tapings um, there is another location that they're using uh, nearby and uh, they are frustrated that they're basically getting paid to stay home I wouldn't uh, coaches told wrestlers fucking pay me all you want to stay home yeah give a fuck Co- coaches, <laughs> coaches told wrestlers that they will be going to a new facility uh, a warehouse that's not far from the PC, and some coaches were also reportedly frustrated that trainees were getting paid to sit at home, especially since some declined participating in the television tapings as part of the live crowd. So you can basically go there uh, and be part of the tapings and get paid, or you can stay home and still get paid. So there's that. The same amount? Uh, I don't, it doesn't say the same amount, but it says it, uh, But it you says get, get free paid. pizza from Nikki Cross if you, <laughs> if you go, though. <laughs> if you actually go. Uh, it does say paid, though, so it doesn't say the amount, but still money is money, man. It's, you get paid to do nothing. Money's green, except in Canada. Yeah, it's all kinds of different colors over there. <laughs> it's fucking Monopoly money over there. It's Monopoly. Um, we have uh, oh, we have a report on Excalibur. Um, as far as what uh, he was actually at uh, the taping for uh, AEW, he was there for this week's uh, show. It wasn't live, um, but he was there for the taping. Uh, he did not appear. Uh, Taz was uh, there in his stead. Um, and there's still 
still radio silence. There's nothing regarding uh, AEW saying anything regarding Excalibur's uh, status, even though they were on full blast when it came to Jimmy Havoc and Sammy Guevara. Um, still nothing. But Excalibur, uh, it looks like they are uh, putting him back uh, for the next set of Dynamite tapings. And it's, it says, unless things change, he will be back on the August 12th episode, which is next week. Did, like, uh, it's such a fucked up situation. It really is. Mm-hmm. I really have no other comment other than that. Okay. Like it's it's just a fucked up situation. Fair enough. Because he is a he is a talent. Let's let's not let's let's call a spade a spade here. Uh, he is a talent, but the problem is is that he fucked up over a decade ago. Oh, uh, really? Almost two gates ago. Really? But, and uh, yeah. he he uh, uh, funny. The funny thing about him, and when you say he's a talent, I I I actually have grown to like him more and more. And you could tell also when he's not on the table, when it's now it's just Jim Ross and Tony Giovanni and Taz. When they're at the table, it doesn't have the same feel. The funny mm-hmm. thing, though, is that when I read online, as far as everything, that people hate him. They still hate Excalibur, and they don't oh, yeah. like him. <laughs> as far as, not just because of what he did, I'm saying even before all this went down, um, they just didn't like him on the at the table there. And I'm like, well, at what point was Jim Ross going to be your favorite now? Like he was my favorite back in the day. He's not my favorite now, just because he's completely. He's still like lost when it comes to new wrestling. <laughs> I'm trying to find a, a way. I to feel play. like I feel like Jr. is there just for like comedic nostalgia effect. Uh, yeah, I, Shivani's like I feel, he's he's playing the part that he wanted to play 20 years ago, but he couldn't because he was the straight guy and King was the and color. King was the color, right? But now he's now he's playing the straight guy. He's still like the lead when it comes to some of these matches. Like if you see an FTR match or a uh, Butcher Blade match, it's gonna be all Jr. Because that's just like yeah. ground and pound wrestling. But when it comes to like Young Buck uh, uh, private party matches, that's all Excalibur. And now he's not there. So it, it suffers when these they have these these high flying matches and he's all into it. it it's not the same, but uh, yeah. So he'll 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 be back if if nothing changes. Uh, he'll be on this week's tapings. Uh, well, I would hope so because he he does bring that third effect into into that 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 table. Uh, Mandy Rose will get to uh, and he does absolutely. Uh, Mandy Rose was uh, returned this week on SmackDown. Uh, we'll we'll get into all that, but. She has embraced her new uh, Twitter Twitter handle, so she normally goes by uh, uh, it God's Greatest Creation, but now yeah, it's hashtag God's Greatest Creation. Now it is hashtag God's Greatest Soccer Mom because of her new haircut. I'm all for it. <laughs> <laughs> She's <laughs> she apparently is is uh, all about it, and she she posted it actually. She uh, posted a photo I'm looking at right now uh, at at WWE Mandy Rose hashtag God's Greatest Soccer Mom, and uh, she looks amazing. I, I I don't know if that was supposed to be a a knock on her, but good God, <laughs> she, she looks great with shorter hair. Um, speaking of SmackDown, there was a segment uh, that had Bailey and Banks that they were talking to Stephanie McMahon regarding uh, uh, new stipulations that are coming up for SummerSlam and all that good stuff. Um, mm-hmm. If you notice, though, it was a weird angle that they were uh, showing Stephanie and from behind Bailey and Sasha Banks, like they didn't show the entire ring. Uh, there was nobody in the arena. So not only was there nobody in the arena, but they used a green screen for that segment, um, which is why really? it, which is why it looked weird. And so there's no uh, report as to why they did that. Um, but yeah, so there was no there were no fans, air quote fans in the in the building. And the reason for the the unusual angle is because they used a, a green screen, which makes absolutely no sense. <laughs> it it says they say it's unclear why they need to do this. 
Uh, and not, not to mention very the fact unclear. That, They're just saying they use a green screen for what fucking for what, purpose? No, no purpose. And, and also not to mention the fact that uh, the crowd noise was piped in um, for that whole segment. Uh, I'm just fucking used to that at this point. Right, right. Well, by the way, speaking of AEW, they did that this week. Uh, for they pump noise. They pump noise. So there's another report also that uh, they're using less. Uh, if you notice, also they are they're using less fans. Yeah. Uh, in the crowd, and so because of that, they they they've piped in noise also. But this this is a, a very weird. I mean, it's weird. It's WWE. It's always weird. But just the but the, the fans the fans in AEW were only like friends and family of people who work, work for for, right. the, for AEW or for the Jaguars or stuff like that. Yeah. Basically anybody who worked for Shad Khan was able to get tickets. Uh yeah. You know? Yeah. So I don't know why they're cutting And they were still I, tested I, I too. I mean, so it's on that group they were on top of the the ring. Uh they they were all spread out. They were all tested. Um, Unless because they're in Florida, they have to do uh like I, extra I don't know. Like how 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 in New York that one day went from you could have four hundred people in a place to now you can have twenty right right well, maybe they're doing something like that if things change if if numbers start going up again like they have in, in Florida I mean then you know rules rules are changing day by day so no idea that why they, they are my friend why they're doing that but yeah the whole thing with the green screen is very weird that they they came up with that um, also speaking of SmackDown a lot of things <laughs> might as well just do the SmackDown segment now. Um, this whole group with the uh, actually, no, I'm going to save that for later. Let's let's talk about that later. Let's go into unless you have anything else uh, outside the ring. I got nothing. Monday Night Raw, which I, I got to tell you, this is the the weirdest. I know you say this a lot. The weirdest episode I've seen probably in the last ten years. So here's a here's a very hot take. Yeah, I think this is the perfect time to do shit like this. Okay. Because you don't necessarily need a fan reaction. Mm -hmm. You can make it however you want, mm -hmm. and you can do weird stuff. Perfect example. Monday Night Raw had two weird things. Had kind of three weird things mm. right off the bat. The whole episode. You had Montez Ford getting poisoned. Perfect time to do it. Because mm. you don't need a crowd reaction for it, and it's a good angle to use what, however it plays out. Mm. You have the... Um, retribution. How they showed up, mm -hmm. but we didn't know it was retribution at the time. Right. And then we found out it was retribution. Some new group. Then was, they went on to SmackDown and they did all that stuff. Mm -hmm. All a Nexus, kind of little similarities there. Very much so. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Raw Underground. Those are three weird things that are outside of the box creatively, that are working and will work in a time like this. Uh, I I can agree with that. Um. It's, but it's also basically like here's uh, uh, a hat full, a hat full, full of shit, and we're gonna put put some tape on each end, each end of of whatever's written on this paper, and throw it at a wall, see which sticks, and this is it. So I, I've taken the opportunity in all in all this time, all these episodes uh, of uh, Sons of Slam, I've never like you you are you are the documentarian as far as it goes with <laughs> when it comes to uh t keeping detailed notes and behind the scenes stuff here uh when we post uh through uh you know itunes and soundcloud and all that good stuff that you're the one that comes up with the the title and the what it says and i am the audio guy but i for the first time have taken notes on the entire episode of raw because it was wow. just so so insane of what this episode entailed so we started off with apollo cruz and he won the uh they had a match with with mvp 
and he finally <laughs> unified the, uh, the United States Championships. I, it makes no sense. So then he goes backstage and he says he's going to keep the old championship at home and he's going to wear the new championship since that's the new one. There you go. Apollo Crews is now your official uh, United States champion. Isn't that the Sean Razor storyline? Yeah, pretty much. Right? Yeah. All right. I was just making sure I had that correct. No, you're right. Um, cut to, there's a big guy out, outside the door. Uh, then cut to Bailey and Banks are backstage. Oscar was pissed. Bailey and Banks are showing a video uh, about their accomplishments. They get interrupted by Shayna Baszler. Baszler punched Banks in the face. Okay. Then cut to Owens uh, is hosting uh, the KO show. Uh, Liv Morgan, uh, Ruby Riot comes out. She's talking to uh, KO. Then all of a sudden, Liv Morgan comes out. Riot then proceeds to explain why she did what she did to Liv Morgan and says she didn't recognize the place when she came back to Raw. So she beat up Morgan. That was her reason. Okay. Cool. Uh, cut to Charlie Caruso reporting about a box being knocked over. This is what we're doing. We're, we're reporting about boxes, and then MVP comes in like, what are you doing? We're talking about a box. Um, then cut to one of two uh, parts of the show that was actually really good. The first part is Drew McIntyre, and one of the best cut promos, uh, at, at least of 2020. I know AEW does a lot of them, especially with Jericho, but and it's very rare for WWE to do this. Um you know, we've kind of Drew McIntyre highly underrated. Yeah, highly underrated on the mic. Uh, we kind of got a glimpse of it with Edge and Orton uh, when they had their whole thing with, with WrestleMania <laughs> and kind of going to the realness of not even before the stupid greatest match ever. Um, they, they they're them going into kind of like a shoot mode, you know, with with WWE, you know, reality uh, era. But McIntyre went in and it was starting to sound like that whole thing with Edge and and you know, uh, you should have been out of here. You know, years ago, uh, and you're being protected because you're a second generation wrestler, and blah blah blah. And Orton comes out with with Flair, and Orton's like, "All right, yeah, old hack. What? Tell me something new." And then he goes, "Okay, I'll tell you something. Uh, I watched uh, the last ride, and Taker helped you bring you up. You haven't helped a damn person." <laughs> and I was like, "Oh shit, okay. Um, that's that's real, real." <laughs> so whoa, <laughs> Orton hasn't helped a damn person. Um, and then uh, the commercial cup to uh, Kevin Owens meets up with Ric Flair. Flair basically goats him, and then Owens says he wants a match with Orton next week. Looking forward to that. Cut to uh, Pat Buck and Nia Jax. Who the hell is Pat Buck, you ask? Pat Buck is a, uh, a wrestler from the indie scene. Um, he is the owner and proprietor of Creator Pro Wrestling. You know, I'm sorry, he's yes. part owner and proprietor of Creator Pro Wrestling, along with one Impact's own, mm-hmm. Brian Myers. Okay, there you go. So that is Pat Buck, <laughs> and now he's in a program with Nia Jax. Why? Wrestling. Um, and Nia Jax is uh, basically threatened to get, to get suspended for the umpteen time. Not even, whatever. Um, by the way, in the whole thing with uh, MVP and, and reporting on the the box that's knocked over, uh, uh, what's his, his face in, in the Hurt Business there? Um, Chilton Benjamin comes and uh, says that his belt was stolen. And then after the, the Pat Buck-Nia Jax thing, um, uh, you see, you see, uh, R-Truth, uh, come out and, uh, cut over here. R-Truth comes out, uh, runs into, uh, Akira Tozawa and then Akira Tozawa, uh, takes the belt and is now the, the 24-7 champion. Okay. There's, okay. There's more. Uh, <clears throat> Shane comes on TV. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm, I'm talking too much. 
Shane is on TV. It announces that there's a new program called Behind the Special Door with the huge uh, black eye. He says it's a new program called Raw Underground, and it's going to go live at 10 p.m. Uh, right here on USA. Uh, then go to Dominic Mysterio being interviewed and challenges Rollins to a SummerSlam match. Uh, thank you. <laughs> thank you for having to pay off after all this. Um, it had to be at SummerSlam, too. It had to be. It was either, yeah. It, it was, had to be. It had to be like Mania that's where the SummerSlam. That's where the uh, Dominic on a pole, ma- no, that's not it, Custody of Dominic match was. The Dominic on a pole. The Dominic on a pole. That's right. <laughs> the Guerrero Mysterio classic. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Possession of a child match. Um, <laughs> we then go to uh, uh, Banks and Baszler because Baszler you know, punched out Sasha Banks. They have a match. And, of course, what happens when you have a main event match like this? Of course, it's going to get an awful ending. And that is what happened. Not only did it get an awful ending, uh, and not only did they not get involved in the actual match, but Asuka came out. Bailey was was out. Asuka came out. They get into a fight outside the ring. Referee throws out the entire match. They didn't get involved. They were, they were fighting outside the ring. Referee throws it out. And now, what reason why it was canceled? No reason. Um, and then... It comes down to because Asuka's in the ring. Asuka wants to fight uh, Banks for the title, but then Banks says, absolutely, you can have a shot at me only if you beat Bailey. <laughs> so the tables have turned. Now Bailey, who used to throw Banks under the bus, Banks is now throwing Bailey under the bus. Next week is Asuka and Bailey for a, a chance to face Banks at SummerSlam. Let's keep going. Angel Garza is flirting with some Bachelor contestant who by, goes by the name of, of Demi Burnett, um, even though he is engaged. <laughs> We found that out when on NXT before he got moved over. Uh, uh, update, update, really quick. Yes. Uh, he's married now, I believe. I believe <laughs> okay. they got married in this whole thing. Okay, I was not aware of that. See, he's married and he's still flirting. Okay, great. Next, moving on. Underground debuts. Raw underground debuts. Shane introduces uh, Daba Kato. Uh, do you know who Daba Kato is? Uh, I didn't at the time, but I did. I do know who. <laughs> I do. I know who he is now. Okay. He. Um, and I love the name. It makes me laugh every time. Guess the chuckle makes me smile. Well, his his real name is Babatunde, and I can't pronounce his last name. <laughs> yeah. Me neither. Just Babatunde I, was fucking hilarious. Babatunde Aiegbusi. Uh, yeah. I think he was in a, a battle royal, Royal Rumble, one of those matches. Like. Well, he is. He's back from, he's last from, year or some he, shit. He's from Poland. He is a, a professional wrestler. Well, he was a a Minnesota Viking for one year. Um, he looks like a fucking Norwegian, Nor- a Nordic Viking. He, he does. He's a very big guy. He's six six foot nine, three hundred and fifty pounds. He's thirty two years old. He was he, on the Minnesota Vikings uh, practice squad. I'll, I'll preface that by saying that uh, I can't believe that he was only on the practice squad. Uh, he then he went on to uh, uh, the Warsaw Eagles uh, and then some other teams, uh, some other Polish teams. Uh, before that, I'm, I'm sorry. From 2007 to 2015, he was on some Polish teams and then he went on to the Vikings practice squad for a year. Uh, and then he went into professional wrestling, and this is where he is now. <laughs> and he goes by the uh, the name of Daba Kato. Daba Kato. Yes, and so he was uh, in the in the underground beating up some schlub. Then they cut to uh, Street Profits, who come out, and Montez Ford is having his drink, and then there's apparently something wrong with said drink. Uh, Angel Garza takes on Dawkins outside the ring. Montez Ford passes out. Uh, Dawkins goes to see what ha- what happens, what went wrong with his partner. They cut to a commercial. When they come back from the commercial, Ford and Andrade are, are fighting, and he, and Tom Phillips goes on to say, "Well, uh, Dawkins was tending to his partner, and he lost the match." What the shit? 
when when Ford is in the ring, he's he's shaking the ropes. He passes out again. <laughs> so we don't know what's going on. It looks very serious. The match is over. Uh, cut to Murphy watching himself uh, on the phone from last week. Rollins tells him it's okay, and then they give the world's longest uh, man hug. Cut to the training room, um, where Dawkins is outside, and he says someone poisoned his drink. Where in the fuck are the police? <laughs> Belair, Bianca Belair comes out, bl- bl- blames uh, uh, Vega. Vega then comes and says she didn't do such things, and then that's when uh, they, they almost go at it to the point where everybody disperses, but then, of course, Angel Garza got a hit on Charlie Caruso. Yeah. Um, they, of course he does, always. <laughs> they shoot to, uh, they cut to a, a, a uh, it looks like a bunch of speakers that are outside. Uh, it's being burned to the ground. Apparently it was a generator, and if anybody knows anything about real life, uh, if that was a generator, the entire uh, city of Orlando would have been uh, blown to smithereens. But that's fine. Um, yeah, pretty much. Wrestling. Um, by this this <laughs> mysterious group in, dressed in black, uh, hopping up and down, and again, looking like they're burning just like regular speakers. Um, also kind of short. Just want to point that out. They weren't uh, vertically challenged. I mean, they were vertically challenged is what I meant to say. We, yes, and I, I will mention that also on, on SmackDown when we get a, a better glimpse of them. Um, we can see cut to the training room, and then we cut to the generator being burned down. Eric from Viking Raiders is, is on Raw Underground and looking uh, like a badass, kicking some uh, slubs ass, but uh, that's the Viking Raiders are part of Raw Underground. Uh, and then Rollins comes out, he's with Murphy, and he tells, uh, he's talking to Cameron, he's talking to Dominic uh, Mysterio, but then cuts to Tom Phillips, and he's basically saying, Tom, you should be uh, announcing down the middle, you didn't point made? Who knows? But then he comes out of the ring and he's he's goading uh, Tom Phillips. Phillips looks like he's about to shit his pants, or maybe he already did. And then Samoa Joe stands up and basically stands up for his broadcast partner. Um, about to fight <laughs> either one of them. They get back in the ring. Samoa Joe's standing outside, and who's inside the ring from behind is Dominic with that damn candlestick. And <laughs> breaks Rollins and Murphy again with that, can- that candlestick. Uh, they go to uh, Raw Underground. Ziggler is in Raw Underground, and he's fighting a schlub. Uh, and then the Hurt Business, after Ziggler wins, Hurt Business comes in, takes over takes over Raw Underground, um, and we shall see what happens. That was your Monday Night Raw. All that shit went down in one night. One night. Okay, so just real thoughts on this? Yes. The Hurt Business is the perfect... Uh, I fine, Never mind. Yeah. The Hurt Business is the perfect... Uh, set of people mm-hmm. to be running this raw underground thing okay because they all have legitimate mma backgrounds hmm. like in real life they're all very handily in well i know i know lashley does uh i didn't think uh benjamin did i know he has like last amateur yeah wrestling. well benjamin's like an amateur wrestler type which you got to figure he's been brought you know kept up on his skill mm-hmm. uh and what's his face is a uh, uh master brazilian jiu-jitsu artist mvp mvp there you go okay. so when i saw all of them do that i was like this is honestly the perfect set of people to be doing this whole raw underground thing because it's more of a fight club type style and they're they're kind of like they they can morph themselves into a style that is uh that can parallel that of raw underground it is 
So I see. I look at Raw Underground first, and I I, I agree with what you're saying because they're going to hopefully not hopefully but they are going to continue this to see where it goes. They took wrestling and put it in a dark room and took the ropes off, and now it's called Fight Club Raw. <laughs> and it, yeah, I'm like because uh, if you watch you watch those fights, it's not like they were like beating the shit out of each other. They were doing wrestling moves. <laughs> In a ring. So here's my thought. In a ring without ropes. Yes. I think this is what Vince wanted the brawl for all to look like. And, and it's funny you mention that because a lot of people online were like, oh my God, I thought it was going to be brawl for all. <laughs> and, uh, Me too. I was really scared. I saw it online. I got spoiled. I didn't watch it live, but I was like, oh no. But the difference being. I don't need another JBL to get knocked the fuck out. I know. <laughs> or have it, Please. Or have we it, don't need that again. Or, or they don't want a jobber to have to win the whole thing. Apparently in the. <laughs> And be uh, be uh, uh, blindsided by someone that they didn't expect to actually win the whole thing. But exactly. the difference being is that the brawl for all was real. <laughs> this is still <laughs> this is still not real. <laughs> brawl for all was a real fight. <laughs> they fought each other for real, and they had no idea what the hell they were doing with those boxing gloves. Not a clue. Uh, the only person that might have had an idea was Godfather. Um, thank you. Yeah, Dark. he's the only one that actually boxed. Yeah, thank you, Dark Side of the Ring. Um, the, but. Uh, yeah. First off, thank you to Godfather's Instagram because that motherfucker just takes a volcano bag full of THC and huffs that entire thing <laughs> and is also doing one-handed boxing workouts at the same time. At the same time. The going, same time. I know. <laughs> Good morning, yo. It's fucking hilarious. I would love to do that. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, I'm going to plop a, I'm gonna pop a blood vessel in my eye if I do that. I know. It's just one time. I, I, I want to be home, though. I want to be home when it happens because I don't want to be anywhere where I have to like either drive home or be somewhere that I don't know where the hell I'm going to end up. Yeah, um, no. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the idea is that the Brawl for All was real. This is not because you could see that it was just wrestling moves in a ring and the, and the punches were still held back. If they combine the two, I mean, the one thing you, I guess you call it brawl for all, but it's uh, yeah, um, it, it's a fine the line. The brawl man. for all, all, but yeah, that's a, that's a fine line. Where <laughs> this is, the difference being also is that because we can have it in this format, you can control the narrative and tell who's going to win. So the day that they have like real like one wrestling Ziggler going after like Benjamin or something like that, not like like Ziggler fighting some no name guy, then we'll see what happens. Like if they're actually going to like have real fighting, but it, it's not. Um, that was that was Monday Night Raw. And by the way, speaking of, uh, I wrote this this note down, and I I remember this part. Um, do you remember like a couple years ago when Mick Foley was part of uh, like a general manager, and he talked about? I remember the third hour of Monday Night Raw, and it being like there was no lights, it was all dark. It was supposed yeah. to be like the gritty third hour, and that yeah. lasted all of two weeks. So yeah. let's see what happens with uh, Raw Underground. But this match, this 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 the match, this this entirety of this Raw. <laughs> I think I think I don't know if McMahon or which which McMahon or whoever was in charge took that same bag of THC and just huffed it and says like listen this, this, is, what, <laughs> this is what we're gonna do and uh, just throw everything in the kitchen sink and see what see what happens. Um, <laughs> just unbelievable. That was your August third edition of Monday Night Raw. Um, did you did you enjoy Underground at all? Yes, you did. Okay. So, like, my thoughts, my first thoughts were exactly that. Oh, my God, another brawl for all. Here we go. This is going to suck. Mm -hmm. But then, like, I kind of started watching more of it, and I was like, I I could get into this. Okay. Because it kind of brings that real fighting aspect to pro wrestling. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You have those people who, who, who work holds, you know, Brazilian jiu-jitsu style, 
a MVP had a crazy judo throw that was awesome. Like there, there's all these different you know martial arts styles that can be utilized in a raw underground. Mm-hmm. You have a Muay Thai. You have CM Punk come back, master of the Muay Thai, all twelve fucking appendages or whatever it is. <laughs> I think it's eleven, something like that. Mm. But that is a perfect way to kind of put people over who are more into the fighting aspect mm. and can pull that off and aren't really so, so good on the mic. Right. But also the people who have had the mic and raw underground have been fire on the mic. So this is kind of like... Yeah, it's weird because uh, Ziggler's was just in a in two matches with uh, McIntyre for the championship. And now... I'm. Uh, I don't know if it's a downgrade or or what, but an immediate immediate shift. I mean, this happens in wrestling all the time. But an immediate shift in in storyline. So Ziggler is is suddenly done with Drew McIntyre after all these extreme rules matches. Since Orton is in the picture now, um, so yeah, it's just it was just very weird to see him there to see, um, uh, Viking Raiders there. It was just it was kind of weird. I understand like putting um you know new talent on there like they did, but uh. Yeah, I just it was just all, all kinds of I don't know it was weird weird to me, but I, I'm hoping that they can build on it. I don't understand why Shannon's involved, and I don't understand if they're trying to make it like grittier that you have to have not that I mind, but uh, dancers just standing there, and then all of a sudden, even in part of their underground, they almost got into a fight. <laughs> it's just, it was yeah, just, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. It was just kind of weird. It was yeah, just, the dancers was like, okay, we didn't really need this. Yeah, could have done it better. Yes, yeah, yeah. We didn't really need. It was a it, it, the dancers were a clusterfuck, <laughs> and it was just because that one dancer sucked. Uh, well, yeah. Well, that there was she no was just not there. good. No, there was <laughs> there was not good. Dancing. She was just not good. Let's be across the board. Be across the board, it was pretty bad. But yeah, it was. Uh, that would be as far as those dancers go. But it was just very. It was a very weird raw for me. Like just all yeah. over, all over the place, kind of raw. Like it was an ADD edition of of Monday Night Raw. Like you just yeah. you, you had, like you didn't take Ooh, your, a squirrel. It was squirrel. Oh, you didn't take my. <laughs> yeah, like you, you forgot to take your Ritalin, and this is what I wrote for uh, this this week's edition of Monday Night Raw. <laughs> Good God! Um, let's go on to NXT here, and uh, I'm going to skip over. I mean, I'm going to very quickly go over the results here, but I want to skip to the very end because that's yeah. Where, we don't need to honestly. There, there was nothing else to talk about. That's where shit went down. Um, so, uh, other than the fact that Kodakai d- defeated Rhea Ripley uh, to become number one contender, that that was a shock. Um, Rhea Ripley is turning into like a a, a jobber here. Um, Bronson Reed defeating Shane Thorne, Thick Boy Nation, um, in the triple threat. Represent for the, in the triple threat for the uh, for the North American title uh, ladder match. Damian Priest uh, won that triple threat. Uh, Keith Lee in a match with Cameron Grimes, non-title match. Keith Lee destroyed him. Um, we also had a part where uh, uh, let's see here, uh, Legato del Fantasma attacks Brizongo. Um, Regal is a- actually. I have a question about that. I'm actually glad you brought that up. Yeah. Okay. So, Legado del, Legado del Fantasma. You're better than that. Go ahead. Attacks Brizango outside. Right. They kidnap Fandango. Yes. That's that's what that's what went down. Yes. Escobar gets in front. Wild and Phoenix get in the back seat. Mm-hmm. So who's driving the car? <laughs> Unless you're telling me that somebody. Went around and into the front seat. Like I don't know. Yeah. I, 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 and it's funny you mentioned that because there's that was uh, both on Wednesday, mind you. I think they just they bite each uh, bite off each other. Both on Wednesday, both programs, uh, uh, Dynamite and NXT, both had car uh, like 
mishaps. Angles. Car angles, but then car like, what the hell? Um, yeah. And then I, we will get into, when we get into Dynamite, I'm going to tell you, like, when I saw the whole segment with uh, Best Friends in that car situation, we'll get into that. Um, then we had uh, Karrion Cross comes on on the screen, uh, and then Tegan Knox uh, d- defeats Indy Hartwell handily. Uh, Imperium defeats uh, Undisputed Era only after, and by the way, this entire time we forgot to mention that Pat McAfee was invited to come on commentary with Tom Phillips, and he's there for the most most of the night, and you saw like this ramp up of like little like quips that he'd throw <laughs> throw out here and there. Um, and then it seemed like it erupted with the main event here with the tag team uh, title uh, uh, against Undisputed Era. And Beth Phoenix is like offended by Pat McAfee. <laughs> even though even though Adam Cole is not like a, a, you know Beth Phoenix plays the the face role plays the 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 good person good the good guy role. But when apparently if you talk about someone that's a heel in your company, that's a no no. <laughs> so then she got off mic and she was done and she basically while recording at home is like adam i'm, I'm good i'm done i'm done recording i, I shut my mic off uh, let's have dinner um <laughs> and then uh they get uh, uh ue gets uh, uh distracted by pat mcafee because the entire time i thought they they, they had squashed it but apparently the entire time adam cole was looking over his shoulder at pat mcafee and then mcafee's throwing these little quips and and Cole comes over and says, I can hear you. <laughs> He's like, I'm like 20 feet away. I can hear you. Um, yeah, I, I know, Dick. <laughs> All right, hold on. Uh, I hate you. Bitch, you guessed it. <laughs> you was right. Woo! <laughs> what a... What a what a long walk up a short pier. Way, way to go, like, all the way around. Not for you. I'm just saying, in general, for this storyline to actually happen. Like, you had to basically have Cole come on your show and cut this whole thing. Which, by the way, and, and you're right. You were, you were absolutely right. I, I In hindsight, I should have known when they recorded this separate segment from his show, his live actual show. Should have known. All right. So, here is how my thought process came into it. I'm saying... This whole storyline was put into motion about two months ago, maybe three months ago, because I've noticed that Pat has been starting to work out more here and there. Let's be honest. He's, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't need to, he's, he was a professional athlete. He doesn't really need to be working out as hard as he was on his Instagram, stuff like that. He was doing a hundred floors a day. Over 100 floors a day on a Stairmaster every day. Really? And it was incredible. And I was like, wow, he's really getting in shape. This is awesome. His wedding was coming up. Mm -hmm. That was last Saturday. Mm -hmm. And he was doing all this. So my thinking is that when he finally realized what day he was getting married after all this COVID stuff was going on, Mm -hmm. it just so happened. It might have lined up with the time where Triple H came to him and said, let's do something. Right. And then it all intersected, right? And it all came to be a week ago, and now it's just psh, psh, bam. Now it's just fucking off to the races. It really is. Um, so then he comes. He, he's talking all this bullshit. Cole is uh, is basically saying, "I can hear you over there." Uh, <laughs> McAfee wants nothing to do with it until he calls him a uh, 
Oh, I wish I wrote this down. The one thing I didn't write down. He basically, oh. he called him a bitch. He called Cole a bitch. Oh yeah, I didn't write that down either. Yeah. I totally forgot. Nah. I've just been, I've been just been in awe of the whole thing. It's so so goddamn happy. He, if I'm being honest, <laughs> he called Cole a bitch. Um, they separated, and Shawn Michaels. And you know, you know when you're serious when they have Shawn Michaels and Triple H come out. They came out. They separated the two of them. Um, after he called him a bitch, he McAfee goes to walk away. Cole is in this position on the table where he's bent over, getting ready for what's about to happen. And McAfee comes running and punts the shit out of him. <laughs> a fucking a piss missile. I hope that's straight to the dome. I hope that's his finishing move. I really because I mean, as a punter in the NFL, I hope that's like you, you have like, a strong foot. Kick the shit out. Of him. <laughs> Just here's a conspiracy move. theory. Sure. The whole Pat McAfee thing came together because they started to let Randy Orton do his uh, punt again. Happened about two months ago, three months ago, right? Mm, true. That's what I'm saying. Okay. It's a conspiracy. And uh, it has to be a punt. Like, his finishing move has to be it has a to punt. Be, it has to be it a, has to a be. kick of some sort. Absolutely. He's got to be like, Cole has to be like on all fours on the, on the floor, and basically McAfee just comes and punts the shit out of him. <laughs> Either KO via body shot. Body shot, kick. Yeah. And that's it. But he says what exactly what he did. He 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 just punted the shit out of Cole. Ends up on the floor. Cole does, and and you see Triple H come and shove McAfee. I thought he was going to fall on the floor. He 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 had his balance. Um, and McAfee is out the door. He literally walked out out of the arena, and that was the end of the of the episode. What an amazing end! <laughs> the funniest part about it is that if you if you watch Triple H go on Pat's show after the whole Adam Cole blow up, right? Yeah. He says it's like watching my two kids fight. Hmm. It's like watching two of my kids fight. Right, right. So I love you both because they're both obviously number one in in Hunter's heart. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Adam for the wrestling and the mic work. McAfee was and part Pat of clearly for the fucking mic work because yep. this kid's a legend on the mic. <laughs> and it was just the funniest thing to watch play out because Triple H comes running out. Triple H and Sean come running out mm-hmm. like two parents. That are getting in the middle of of their of their children. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we all know Sean's got a favorite, though. We all know that. Oh yeah, it's, it's because it's 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 um, Shawn Michaels Jr. Adam Cole. Yeah, exactly. Like Mini Me. <laughs> oh come on! He really is. That was low hanging fruit. Oh, I didn't even. Know. <laughs> I didn't even set that. I didn't even know about that. I just set that up. I, that was literally just. That's that's my genius. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> Mini Me. I just, I just got my own joke. Um, <laughs> let's go to uh, AEW. Amazing, and the last ten minutes were all just really good with NXT. That was like, and this is also a perfect way to put the UE and Adam Cole as baby faces. Yeah, if that's what you want to do. Yeah, I guess so because they're fighting Imperium. I mean, it's not gonna be baby faces. They'll be like that that gray, the gray matter. <laughs> yeah, the tweeners, <laughs> the tweeners. Um, but yeah, no, you're right. They, they could they could do that there. Um, I can't wait for that though. I, <laughs> I'm, I'm looking more forward now to uh, take over thirty, um, just because of this match. Uh, next up, we have AEW and uh, AEW winning in the ratings again this week. Um, I was really surprised at that. Were you? If I'm being very honest, I was surprised at AEW won because I thought Pat, I I thought there was going to be a little McAfee bump. I think the I last... thought there would have been a little. S- s- but that may reflect next week. Well, it may reflect. Well, it also. Well, not really, because you can you can actually check check numbers now. If you see like the quarter numbers, if you check like, like the last like thirty minutes, you probably had more of a bump with NXT. 
Um, True. Even, even though AEW had their main event was was Moxley and uh, and Darby Allen, I would still say if I if I had to venture a guess that if I look at numbers now and see as far as uh, ratings go, that the last like half hour probably was NXT, but the entirety of Wednesday went to AEW. Yeah. Um, so with that being said, uh, they they opened up the match and they, they the, the the night and they do this every week and it's just basically to get get the ratings and they're they that's it's working <laughs> because it's uh, they're doing a great job at it. But they put these main event matches like they're right at the from the get <laughs> and uh, every week AEW does. And so, because they they have they have half their EVPs working in matches during the show, during the, the other half are working in the beginning of the show. <laughs> right, so the way they do it every time. So we gotta we gotta get them out of the way now, so that way they can do their jobs, and go backstage, yeah. backstage and and, uh, and run the place. There's um, three and a half EVPs right there. Yeah, look at this. So the elite uh, with Kenny Omega, Hangman Page, or Kenny Omega being one of the EVPs, uh, and Young Bucks being one of the EVPs, um, uh, and FTR taking on the Dark Order. With Brody Lee, Cole Cabana, Evil Uno, Stu Grayson, five and nine. Oh, I love five and nine. Um, the only time I've ever seen Dark Order win, and I, I'm not going to really get into much of this mismatch here, but the only time they ever win is when Brody Lee's involved. So or ten, or ten, <laughs> or ten, uh, and ten was not involved, so it had to be Brody Lee. And sure enough, Brody Lee gets the uh, gets the win with the uh, like the lariat to to. Page's face, ironically, it was a good match. It was no, it was overall it was a good match. Uh, uh, especially with um, there was one part where uh, Young Bucks. I'm trying to remember exactly. Um, where's the fire up? Da, 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 da. I'm sorry, I'm trying to remember. This was one the one point where where they did like this moon salt. Um, fuck ah shit. Anyway, <laughs> that's professional. Uh, I wish I remembered. I totally forgot too. I wish I remembered yeah, what you were talking about. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so so Dark Order takes the win. Um, then we see a <laughs> here we go. We see a a we see footage of best friends Chuck Taylor and Trent come up in Trent's mom's van, which I love. That that's their like their ride. Everybody has like in AEW has the ride that comes up to the arena now nowadays with FTR and now with yeah. best friends in the in the minivan. Uh, the Cody mom. had that pickup a couple a couple uh, right, months right. back yeah, with yeah. Lance Archer. Yeah. So I think this is hysterical. Um, and then we have uh, Santana Ortiz taking on said best friends. Um, best friends get the win, uh, but not without a cost. And so we'll get to that in a second. MJF, they show MJF with Warlow in the backstage area with MJF campaign. Um, he fires somebody uh, because the poster's not straight. Uh, this poor woman that's part of the, uh, the campaign uh, crew... Uh, is getting yelled at because uh, because because MJF is sexist and uh, says you have to smile more. Talk about um, a perfect time to do this this whole gimmick with MJF. Mm. The whole campaign thing. Oh sure, perfect timing with him. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, and we'll see him later on in in the night. Uh, then Matthew Hardy, not Matt Hardy, Matthew Hardy comes out uh, and is talking about uh, Sammy Guevara and. He also explains that he is going to be himself. It's going to be himself. Does anybody want to see Matthew Hardy, or do people want to see Broken Matt? I, I listen. I want to see any form of Matt Hardy. Okay. You don't know how hard it is to be Matt Hardy. Okay. Also, the little Sammy, I knew you'd come, and he turns around and beats the shit out of him was was fucking awesome. Because it's like a whole. Little callback right there to his uh, Damascus. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, and, yeah. then, and then things uh, went south. So Sammy, yeah, very quickly, Sammy Guevara, um, he said that he basically, during Matt Hardy's uh, spiel on the mic, said that he's, he sneaks around and comes from behind him. And sure enough, who came from behind him under the ring was Sammy Guevara. And he said, yep. I, I knew you'd come. And then he turns around and they, they, start, they start at it. Um, and they went at it. <laughs> like to the point where... We started gushing some blood. So here's my theory on the whole thing. Sure. I think that when uh, Matt got lawn darted into the into the ring post, hmm. it kind of nicked him a little bit, like it like made him a little dazed and stuff. A little bit. But then when the chair got thrown at him by Sammy and hit him very very flush on the head. Hmm. Busted him wide open. He nicked, he nicked uh, what I like to call, he nicked the Eddie Guerrero vein. He did. So let uh, rewind just a little bit. So they're, they go back outside the ring, and Guevara's getting his ass kicked. He gets uh, powerbombed into the table, um, the announcer table. Not the announcer table, the, the uh, timekeeper's table. And then um, there's another table that, that Matt was setting up for Sammy. Sammy hits him, uh, puts Matt on the table, takes a chair, Folds the chair up and yeah, as you said, lawn darted. He doesn't it. fold the chair up. That's what. I'm sorry, that's right, right, what, right. He didn't. Right. What he, happened? He took the chair and he, as you said, lawn darted it into Matt's head, r- cut him right above his eyebrow, and mm-hmm. that was it. That was just. It was. It was the the, the show was on. <laughs> you can't really notice it at first either because it was of very his slow. red hair and he right. uh, the the way they had the angle of the camera. Yeah. All you see is his red hair and the table. Right. But then when Sammy hits that 450. Onto Matt, and all you can just see is Matt's blood right Sammy, underneath his head. Yeah, Sammy uh, runs on the on the ramp. He's on the top ramp. The table's on the floor, and Sammy Guevara does this four fifty, and that, not even like a good one. Like it was just he just threw himself. He flipped over and threw himself onto Matt in such a way that he ends up like on the side of uh, Guevara ends up on the side of his body and excuse me uh, ends up in Matt's like face, <laughs> like his his upper torso. Um, it was just like an awful 450 splash, but just to get the point to get it on him, breaks the table, and then you just see Matt just full of blood. Um, and he definitely cut that 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 vein there. Um, and he got a lot of heat. Uh, on a yeah. Side note, he got a lot of backstage heat for that. Um, mm-hmm. Now, is that warranted? Uh, like, if if you work this out with Matt, and you said, "Listen, we're gonna, I'm gonna, we're gonna beat the shit out of each other." Um, so just so you know what's gonna happen, this is gonna happen. You take the table, blah blah blah. Here's a chair. Is it warranted if Matt was like, you know what, let's do this, and Sammy's getting bitched out backstage for it, or maybe maybe he was bitched out backstage because it wasn't part, it was wasn't supposed to go that far. I think it was supposed to go that far, but then something. I think so. What I think happened was that Sammy forgot to close the chair. It was a gimmick chair. Mm. I've heard one of two things: he either forgot to close the chair, mm. or he took the wrong chair. Okay. So e- either one of those, that's on Sammy. Hmm. So I kind of agree with the heat that he's getting backstage. I don't think it should be as 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 tough as people are making it out to be, hmm. because you know Matt Hardy had to have get some type of consent to that that angle, right? They all do. They all do. Especially yeah. in AEW, they work on that stuff together. It's sure. not just a writing team; it's sure. them. Sure. So those my are- thought was that the whole four fifty splash after was done so poorly because Sammy was pissed. Hmm. 
because he was like, damn, I just came back, this and this and that, right, and right. now I just freaking busted open the jacked legend, yeah. Matt Hardy. Just jacked his face, yeah. Just jacked his whole head up mm -hmm. on his wife's birthday. Yeah, and by the way, there's a, photo, a, photo, a video of um, of Matt Hardy with the stitches, and Reby is taking out the stitches from his head. Yeah. And, uh, but the whole 450 splash was done so poorly. I think, like, you can see him turn around and kind of take that first second, like, kind of healing his way into uh, coaxing himself up to, to do the 450 splash. Mm -hmm. I think in that split second, he was just like, fuck. Yeah, yeah, maybe. And then turned around. And he was like, "All right, I guess I got to do this now." <laughs> I guess it was just it was just su such a shit show. And I'm like the entire time, like, "Wow, oh my god, oh oh!" And then when he threw that that chair, it's like you could see it when they going back and watching it, like the edge of the chair just hit him right in the head. Um, and so, ironically, right after that, they show um, Santana Ortiz, and this is the part the point I wanted to make as far as the car goes. Um, they destroy best friend's mom's van, uh, Trent's mom's van. There is in no way, shape, or form that that van was driven from Trent's mom's house to that arena. Why? Because there is zero license plates on that van. Zero. Now, not hang one on in a the second. back. Not one in the back. Not one in the front. None. There was none. No. You no for sure didn't see one in the back. Zero. Zero. Because I don't remember seeing one in the nope, back. You saw nothing. I'm telling you right now, you saw nothing. I, I'm telling no, you. No, meaning I, I don't remember seeing the back of the vehicle. They, when when uh, Ortiz came with the 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 hammer to the back and he starts destroying the the taillights, no, oh, okay. nothing in the back. And then, yep. And then the, at the at the very end of the whole promo, Santana Ortiz are talking. Santana is is talking. No license plate in the front. And the the dart of uh, the hat sledgehammer, which also which was awesome, he threw it right into the windshield and it stuck. You um, think that was first take? I I, I I mean, how many how many cars can you go through? <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, you know, I mean, look at the windshield. I understand that, but yeah, but uh, you can throw you can throw through that thing at least four times before it's going to get you know completely out of there. Understood, but I mean, how many times are you going to destroy a car before it's like, oh no, we didn't get that take. Let's let's do it again. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, it, whether it was first or not, it was still a nice shot. And then they walk and do like the walk away while it's blown up. Um, was blowing up, but uh, the zero license plates on that car. <laughs> I just love, I love that both programs used car angles, and both of them had bullshit uh, cover-ups for it, and they could have done a, a better job, at least a more, <laughs> at least a more realistic job with saying, "Listen, this is the mom's van. This is his mom's van," but yeah, not so much. Anyway, I digress. Um, and then we go to uh, uh, Dark Order, so John Silver and Alex Reynolds taking on uh, Cody and <laughs> making his AEW debut, Matt Cardona. One Zack Ryder from WWE. Can I just put one thing out there, please? Jr. For as much as he doesn't like the new age of talent, he put over Matt Cardona's wrestling figure collection mm -hmm. way hard this week. Way hard, <laughs> way hard. Um, and he looks Cardona looks really good. He looks in better shape than he did in WWE. So here's my thing: you, mm -hmm. Have you ever heard the whole thing about getting color as a wrestler? I have, yes. Right? So you take, uh, this is what I've heard. I could be wrong about this. Okay. I've heard people take a whole bunch of Advil before they go out for a match. Mm -hmm. Or like Tylenol, some type of... To draw out the water. To draw out the water and release all the blood to the to the surface. Mm -hmm. And uh, Matt Cardona looks like he had to have popped 12 a leave before <laughs> he went out there. 
because good god either that or he's just spending way too much time he's darker like he is darker a shade darker than his wife or girlfriend or whatever mm. and she's outside all of the time <laughs> she's always posting shit outside that's what i'm saying constantly outside like she lives on the sun <laughs> so <laughs> it would amazing. make sense i guess now that i'm really thinking about it that uh, it's probably matt taking those photos <laughs> right. i would assume so because honestly the two also... never popped in my head together and now that i really think about it, it that's why he's so that's why he's got color he's got why. such good color i really wish i had that skin tone she yeah <laughs> she's got color because he's got color and he's got color because she's got color um and we'll get to the girlfriend actually in a little bit i i, I got something to talk about with that with her um but this match here the dark water versus uh zach Ryder, i mean matt cardona versus and uh cody um I, I was impressed with John Silver. By the way, John Silver, five foot, five foot four, small guy. What? Yeah, John Silver. How tall is Rick? Okay, hang on a second. How, how tall is who? Keep going. Sorry. So John Silver is five four. I, I found. I'm this, sorry, oh, Ray Mysterio. I just need to look it up. Uh, he says he's he's five five. I, I call that bullshit. Also, Rob uh, has, has met him. He's like he's not five five. Um. Or five, Yo, four. Google says is five six. I'm calling bullshit. That Mysterio's five six. He's five four max. There's no way in hell. <laughs> he's five six. John Silver listed on on line. Yeah, Mysterio's five six. Okay, right, whatever. Um, <laughs> no, absolutely not. Absolutely not. John Silver online is 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 posted as five four. I was while watching this match, I looked it up, um, and uh, he he's a <laughs> small stocky guy. But they came up with in this entire this entirety of this match, the one of the best segments of uh, of uh, moves that I've seen in my entire life. And there was one part, and I I wrote it down the the list of moves that they went into uh, in this one part. So Cody gets thrown out of the ring, and then uh, uh, Cardona's going after Silver. Reynolds throws Cardona into the corner. And then the sequence of events happens where it, this whole span took about maybe 20 seconds, but it was amazing to watch. Silver kicks Cardona in the face, just like just like a like a kick to the face in the corner. He get then gets thrown. Silver throws Cardona into Reynolds. Reynolds throws a spinning elbow. From the spinning elbow, Silver does an insiguri. From the insiguri, Reynolds does a a stunner on Cardona, and then Silver puts him in the German suplex. And then from the German suplex, Alex Reynolds throws goes into a jackknife cover. So basically, breathe, I, uh, breathe, uh, if you, breathe, I, if you, brother, breathe. <laughs> if you watch that that segment again, it's like a twenty minute. It's like an hour and eleven minutes in, twenty seconds part of it, where these two just basically destroy Cardona with these moves back to back to back to back to back. It was very impressive, and I, I had to write that down because I was just so impressed with the way that whole thing went down. They still lost. <laughs> Dark Order lost because it was Matt Cardona's debut. Um, but it was just very – it was phenomenal to watch that whole segment go down where it was just uh, like 15, 20 seconds of them just destroying Cardona one move after another after another. Um, and if you haven't seen it, just go watch again. like hour and 11 minutes in, and they just kicked the shit out of Cardona for those 20 seconds. Um, moving right along. We had, let's see, best friends outside going and uh, fuming over the damage that was done to the minivan that had no plates. Um, he said, Trent goes, you do not touch my mom's van. When we beat you again, you're going to apologize to my mom over speakerphone. <laughs> over speakerphone. <laughs> I love that part. Over speakerphone. Um, 
<laughs> we get more uh, more best friend stuff here. We get into AEW Super Wednesday Debate 2020. Total? Okay, hang on. Yeah. Now I got a problem with it. Okay. The vehicle was not totaled. Let's be honest. Uh, There's no way. You can get new tires. Okay. You can put a new... You can put new windows in there. I do not believe that that car was totaled completely. Mm-hmm. Although, to be fair, I did get hit on the column of my car once, and that car was totaled. So it could just be like, you know, hey, they did something here, and it was nicked, and it nicked the frame, and now, now it's completely totaled. In the, in the eye of the beholder. The bullshit like that. Yeah, some nonsense. Um, <laughs> I was spoiled to this next bit that we're about to talk about. Which is um, last week. amazing to me. Um, oh, you, you, you knew about this? I did, and I did not want to tell you guys. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you. Because when I when I saw it happen, what what actually what happened with me? I fast forwarded the commercials, and then I went too far in, and I saw this guy with this white hair, and I thought it was Ric Flair. I was like, "Wait, ho- what the shit?" So I went back without watching any further. I went back to the beginning of the segment, and then I'm like, "That's either Ric Flair or it's either Eric Bischoff. It can't be." And then Tony Schiavone uh, gets on the mic. Oh, I'm sorry, uh, Justin Roberts is on the mic and announces the guest moderator for this Wednesday debate, 2020, Super Wednesday debate, and it's Eric Bischoff. And uh, I I marked out. I marked out. <laughs> I mark- I'm happy I, I'm happy I didn't tell you now. I, I, no, I, I you gave you that little satisfaction. You're like, oh my God, <laughs> thank you I remember that. seeing him 20 years ago. And I, I love the fact- five. <laughs> Joe is five. And <laughs> twinkle in his dad's sack. And... <laughs> Eric Bischoff is back. Tony Schiavone said Eric Bischoff is back on TNT. It's been about 25 years. <laughs> Tony Schiavone. Um, and, and speaking of just like old, I mean, it's going to happen. You have like old rest of faces from other organizations that just happen to be in the same place. And it just happened to be TNT. It happened to be Tony Schiavone. And it happened to be Eric Bischoff. And it also happened to be Chris Jericho. <laughs> so it happened to be like this trifecta of old WCW faces in AEW. Um, and then Jim, uh, isn't it great to see? I kind of like. I love it, man. The, I really do. The, the fun, the funny part. Jim Ross announcing eighty-three weeks, folks. Eighty-three weeks. <laughs> yeah, and then he's like, uh, "No, that that's the name of his podcast. Podcast name. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sure. No, it's not the eighty-three weeks that they destroyed. Yeah, way to backtrack there, Jimmy. That they destroyed Monday Night Raw for eighty-three weeks. Um, so yeah, so they there's the debate between Jericho and uh, Orange Cassidy, and so you have Eric Bischoff uh, asking questions. Jericho basically doing his Jericho thing. Cassidy not saying a damn word because that's Cassidy. Um, (laughs) This one part where uh, Bischoff talks about climate change. And Jericho's like, what a stupid question next. And then he asks Cassidy. And Cassidy gets on the mic, clears his throat, and goes into a 30-second reason why there's this climate change. And like about animals and dolphins and blah, blah, blah. And... And everybody's stunned. He stops talking, and the the crowd just went wild. It was just the funniest, one of the funniest segments. And you, he was obviously reading from a paper that was on his 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 podium, but it was just it was hysterical. It was just so funny. It was awesome. It totally reminded me of Will Ferrell in old school. Oh, absolutely, that's the whole point. Of it. I loved that was every the, point. The point. I loved it. That was the whole point of it. Yeah, like it was just like kind of like that was the whole point of I think this entire segment was just so that yeah. he just so that Orange Cassidy could pull up that one part. Yeah, that was, yeah, he just went on and on about this whole thing that you never have expect Cassidy to know anything about. Um, and so and so uh, Jericho was just stunned. Everybody was stunned. Um, and then they they go into the the last question. Basically, was uh, uh, what was it? Why uh, why do you want to fight each other? And uh, I'm sorry. Why the why the rematch means so much to both men? Uh, and Jericho began to respond. Cassidy cut him off and told him to shut up. 
And then he said, uh, he said, quote, Chris, I know what you're doing. You're, you scheduled a debate against a guy who doesn't talk. You're trying to embarrass me with all this. I'm not embarrassed, Chris. I don't care about you, but I do care about next week. I care about that match. It's the biggest match of my life. It's also the biggest match of your life too, Chris. And then Chris is, <laughs> Jericho was like, eh, whatever. Uh, he goes, you're Chris Jericho, man. You've done it all. But what if Chris Jericho loses to the guy who puts his hands in his pockets? Mic drop. <laughs> and that was it. And then and then literally uh, Cassidy dropped because then they kicked the shit out of him. <laughs> Hager and Jericho did. Uh, until Future World Heavyweight Champion Orange Cassidy. Orange Cassidy, dude. <laughs> it's going to happen. Has to be. It's going to happen. It is absolutely going to happen. Um, yeah. Imagine if Orange Cassidy is like the John Cena of... AEW, he just like is always a protected <laughs> baby face. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I can see that happening too. Uh, yeah, he they knocked him out uh, after that was all after Bischoff uh, declared Cassidy the winner of the debate. <laughs> I don't know if he could do that. Um, and then uh, oh, hell broke loose, and then best friends came out and, and saved uh, Orange Cassidy. He was knocked out by a, uh, a Judas effect. Um, we had Tony Schiavone uh, went to commercial. Tony Schiavone, they're back. Tony Schiavone is at ringside uh, with Britt Baker and Reba. We finally got a confirmation of the name. Um, I still don't think that's her name. I, I <laughs> I'm gonna go with Reba. Um, First off, it's definitely not her name. It says Reba in quotes on the page right now. No, it doesn't. Yeah, it does. So I, it I was think... Big Swole against Reba. No, it says. I know you're just trying to, you're just dying to know who I picked. My choice of an opponent for Big Swole it will be Reba, unquote. Reba protested, but Britt Baker ordered her to the ring. So it was Big Swole against Reba. Okay, you're right. Yeah, but that's, <laughs> see what I'm saying? <laughs> Shit. There we go. Son of a bitch. Did you guess it? <laughs> you was right. I, I don't even say that it's Reba because they've been calling her Reba all this time and she hasn't corrected him. So that's why I was like, okay, it's Reba. Um, and she gets in some like she gets on like two two moves onto Big Swole and then Big Swole just with the another uh to do like these these elbows. I guess that's a new the new thing. Uh called it's called dirty dancing is her, her finish move and she takes out Reba, air quotes. Uh Reba <laughs> Reba doing a, a, a moonsault off the second turnbuckle and, and missed completely. Uh so she has apparently she can she can wrestle and she was a former cheerleader, as they announced on the broadcast. Uh Reba was. So, good for Reba. Good for Reba. And now she just got destroyed, and uh, we'll, we'll wait for Big Swole and Britt Baker at some point. Uh, and then the main event with Darby Allen taking on John Moxley. And speaking of blood, ended up being a, a bloody mess at the end. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Are we surprised, though? Are we really surprised that a traditional wrestling match between John Moxley and Darby Allen resulted in there being blood? Absolutely not. Okay, cool. Just absolutely. making sure. No, absolutely not. <laughs> uh, especially after last week and that whole monstrosity of a of a end with that <laughs> the uh, the skateboard with the thumbtacks. Oh man, that was brutal. Good God, the poor, poor uh, Ricky Starks man. Jeez, Ricky uh, back is tore up. Um, and so they they went out of tooth and nail, man. It was it was a hell of a it was a hell of a match. And I like seeing uh, matches like this where Moxley, who is not a high flyer. Takes on a high flyer, and they have this, this like dichotomy of, of styles. Um, and uh, he he basically he, he gave him the uh, the the DDT and ended it. And then by the end of the match, um, oh, at some point before even that, MJF came with uh, Wardlow came in to distract the referee. Who other than Aubrey Edwards, I think AEW referees are the worst referees of all time. Um, I see. I do personally. I like Rick Knox. 
who was the referee that you are talking about currently? Okay. Um, He's always oblivious. But yeah, this one was this one was bad. He's always ob- they're always oblivious to everything that's going on around them. Um, like I, I know I know wrestling's wrestling, but it's just like so over the top with the obliviousness, and that's not a word. But uh, Wardlow distracted the referee. MJF came in with the belt on Moxley, and it hit him with the belt. Uh, ran away. Uh, Moxley kicked out of, from the pin, and when uh, Moxley beat uh, um, Allen. You see backstage, MJF is pissed. He's screaming at everybody. And Moxley's holding Darby Allen as, like, uh, he just lost a loved one. <laughs> He's like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Hold him like Dexter Loomis. Yeah, but in a, in a, in a caring way this time. Not, not like Dexter Loomis in a creepy Tell way. me about the rabbits. <laughs> <laughs> twist his neck. Um, yeah, so he was very pissed after Paradigm Shift. He, he basically spiked, and that <laughs> says it on here too. He spiked Darby into the mat, like his head went deep into that mat, um, and that was the end of the, the end of the night. Uh, uh, again, cars and blood, oh my, just all over the place for for both episodes for uh, the entirety of AEW. In uh, both episodes, NXT and AEW, just like liking to go to uh, the car angles. <laughs> and then we get to the end of the week and SmackDown and the shit show that was SmackDown also. Um, uh, so we had, so Matt Riddle, they start off with Matt Riddle taking on Sheamus. And of course what happens that ends in the disqualification because Shorty G uh, hit Matt Riddle and is, is kicking Matt Riddle's ass until Sheamus then destroys Shorty G for causing him the, the disqualification. That would play out throughout the rest of the night. So then uh, Cesaro uh, d- takes on, uh, let's say, Dorado. He, be- he beats him. Uh, Jeff Hardy. <laughs> and then it come full circle. So here we go. Uh, at some point throughout the night, Sheamus goes up to uh, Corbin and is yelling at him for having his uh, his bounties, King's Bounty, for, with Shorty G, costing him the match. They're, they say they want to fight each other. <clears throat> uh, then cut to Jeff Hardy. With a match with King Corbin, who who comes in? Sheamus destroys Jeff Hardy with a, a bro kick to the face, and uh, Corbin loses in retaliation. So then, which could only mean that I thought honestly I thought this was going to be a setup for like SummerSlam, but it wasn't. It was the next match. Which yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I this was going to be like a long running thing. It was not. Sheamus takes on King Corbin, and and beats King Corbin because because Corbin is a jobber. Because why? Interference. Matt Riddle comes in and distracts King Corbin, and Sheamus takes the win uh, after a bro kick. Um, then you have Heavy Machinery uh, taking on uh, Miz and Morrison because they they had a whole uh, uh, dirt sheet segment with Sonya Deville, and Sonya Deville is explaining why she uh, did what she did last week to Mandy Rose as far as cutting her hair and putting all that makeup on her. Um, and then they have the match. Uh, heavy machinery wins. Uh, I'm sorry, it was no, there was no winner. It was it ended in no contest because Mandy Rose, soccer mom herself, comes out with her new cut hair and looking better than ever. Looking better than ever, <laughs> soccer mom extraordinaire. Looking better than ever, going after Sonya Deville. They tussle a little bit, and then all hell breaks loose. Yeah, uh, and then and we also, get to see also, how tall these people actually are. Yeah, so lights were, <laughs> lights on both shows. We forgot about to mention that also. Lights throughout the entire night were flickering on and off. Mics weren't working. Blah blah blah. That whole that whole shtick. Um, and then we get retribution, 
and they make their way towards the ring with baseball bats and weapons and Cole and uh, Graves beeline out of there. You see uh, a cameraman who they were, they were intimidating. They drop their cameras, um, and then they come around and start beating up the talent behind the glass and uh, just kick, kicking everybody's ass. <laughs> and It yeah. is about time they started getting involved with people uh, outside the ring. In, in a good or bad way, yes. <laughs> in a good or bad way, I don't care. Right. Just, just get them involved. Mm-hmm. They can take bumps, you know that. Now, my thing, real quick. Yes. That person on the screen right now, dead ahead of you, mm-hmm. right? I have one theory. Okay. I know you have a couple. Mm-hmm. I have one theory as to one of the members in this faction. Now, I only have theories about the women that are, are in this, not the not the men. So go Me ahead. too. Okay, go ahead. I think Carmella is one of the people. So now, funny enough, Carmella is named as one of the people that, that fans think it's, is... I have, Now I have three, actually. I have three three people. Okay. Um, Carmella is one of them. Uh-huh. Um, but by the way, before, we, before I even get into all that... Um, they they are not big. This <laughs> is not it's not like not like uh, Nexus where like you had like uh, Ryback and you had like uh, what's his name that was on commentary. Um, Wade Barrett. You had Wade Barrett. Uh, yeah. Daniel Bryan and uh, not not the best of uh, tall people to, no, to go for. No. Um, Heath Slater still tall. Why am I thinking of? I'm trying to think of Michael the, Tarver. No, I'm Justin trying, Gabriel. I'm trying to think of the guy who's on the David comment. Otunga. Thank you, Otunga. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. There's <laughs> big guys in Nexus. Huge guys in Nexus. In Retribution, not so much. So yeah, they they came out with these bats and and they they, they which I actually thought was cool that uh, the the camera that was outside documenting this whole anarchy going on. The only cool thing I. I I liked about it was that they took a chainsaw and they cut the ropes. They cut all. That was cool. They cut all three ropes, so they basically all snapped. They snapped all three ropes, and then at the, after all that was said and done, I'm like, please turn that that thing off because at some point you're just gonna mistakenly cut somebody's arm off. So just <laughs> cut off the, the 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 chainsaw. You did you did your duty. All good, but to your end. So there were pictures. Basically, when you were beating up everybody, you saw that there was uh, some hair came out of these masks and the hoodies. And you saw mm-hmm. some some of the, uh, the the curly hair that was going on there. And again, these people are not big at all. Especially the women are not like big women, not like like a like Nyla Rose or uh, Gonzalez in NXT, like you know tall mm-hmm. women. Like they're, they're, these are all short people um, relative to everybody else in WWE. So again, yes, Carmella being one of them, um, Vanessa Bourne from NXT. Yeah, with the curly the, hair. The curly hair, who's mm-hmm. drop dead gorgeous, by the way. Um, and uh, uh, Chelsea Green, yeah, Chelsea Green, um, yeah. So they're saying online. You, you see the picture here. As you, as you can see, there's the curly hair with uh, Vanessa Bourne, and uh-huh. and the video shows uh, like the same kind of hue and hair <laughs> that's like, being exposed uh, from the hood. Um, I would I would also say if, if it's Chelsea Green, then it explains where she's been <laughs> since she hasn't been on TV in forever. Uh, neither North, has Vanessa Bourne either. Neither has Vanessa Bourne, and neither has Carmella. Neither has Carmella. <laughs> yeah, Carmella is doing all these these podcasts with uh, Corey Graves and and doing game shows with Our Truth. Um, yeah, nowhere, nowhere to be found. So that <laughs> that was the end of of SmackDown. Um, would, would go like? up for a second. Sure. Actually, no. I'm sorry. Go back to the SmackDown uh, thing. Yep. The other tab. The other tab you got. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this person right. Oh, the person all the way to the right? With the bat, yes. With the bat? That's a guy. I think that's Chad Gable. 
He seems too tall for Chad Gable. Really? Yeah. I mean, and he looks short, but he looks taller than. Chad remember, Gable. remember, there's only two ropes on there, not three. Uh, that's why the that's I'm, why the height I'm, looks a little I understand a little I'm, misguiding. I'm going by comparison with the guy that has the chainsaw. Um, I'm going by comparison with the girl that's standing right next to him. Uh, true. Okay. Um, would you have Chad Gable in this though? Yeah. Imagine if it's like all all for King Corbin. Um. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I'm just throwing something out in the dark. Yeah. I I, I don't buy it. <laughs> Uh, as far as for for Corbin, but I, I think that he's already involved in a in a storyline. Oh, I saw someone make reference to the Antifa in Portland. Okay, that it kind of reminds me of that. And I was like, that's not a good thing to have right now, probably. <laughs> no, uh, I mean nobody else online made that other than the person you 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 referenced, but I I didn't see that as far as online stuff. But um, I, I'm hoping that. Uh, I know we're trying to do new things here, and I mean, always doing new things, even if, if there was a crowd. But uh, I'm hoping at some point these these this whole thing comes to. Better. I don't want this. I don't want this to go the way of the uh, uh, the hacker storyline, the mysterious hacker. Right. Unless this somehow leads into that, like if the two correlate, that <laughs> would I, I would see how love to see how that works. That out. would be that would you know what pay it off. That's fine. I, there's nothing more that I hate than than a storyline that doesn't pay off. And so, yeah, have it, yeah, connect it to do we do whatever you have to do to to close that storyline out because it's still open, it's still an open report, and nobody can say anything else about it because we haven't seen it in three four months. So, kill it if if it's it's a storyline that's that you put all this time and effort into, have some sort of endpoint to it. And if this is the endpoint, connect it to, and then just be done with it. Imagine if it's all just like backstage crew, and they were tired of like having to wait until everybody's uh, uh, wait until everybody's out of the place to uh, start breaking down start the breaking ring. Down the <laughs> so they just go and they're like, "All right, we're doing it now. We're doing it on our turf. We're gonna fuck everyone up if they don't fucking agree." <laughs> I mean, listen. If there's one thing that this helped out, it was definitely the the ring crew. They, yeah, didn't have to do, they just had to clean up at that Not point. Not a damn thing. This is it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I don't know. It's just retribution. It, retribution should be interesting. Should, should be interesting. Should be very interesting. We, we shall see what happens with this. But uh, the 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 guessing game has begun with some of the the names in this whole crew, and it seems like there's more. Well, I shouldn't say that. There should be. There seems like there's equal parts women and men in this whole thing. Um, I like that there are women and men in in this whole thing. I like that they kind of mix it up. It's not just like one girl group or one guy group that they mix both up into destroying the the arena. Yeah. Uh, Putting spray paint on the on the SmackDown thing and um, on the glass. I don't think there's been a real big guy and girl faction like like yeah name one an intergender faction. Inter- there we go. That's what I was looking for. Intergender faction. Yeah. There hasn't. No. The only thing. Okay, here's one. Sure. The only thing that even comes close to it is the original DX. Yeah, but I mean, there's there was only one in China. Exactly. There wasn't even like a lot of like a lot of women. It wasn't equal parts women to men. Right. Right. So this it's always been like here's all the dudes, here's the one chick or a couple chicks that go along with the dudes. And there's there's Tori also was was part of it for a hot. Yeah, time. there you go. Um, I bet the NWO had women in it at some point. Elizabeth. Yeah, Elizabeth. Elizabeth. Uh, yeah. No, I mean this is yeah this is part. It's like the first time that there's ever been a faction of both genders uh, des- huh. destroying and laying shit out. <laughs> 
So that this is uh, the end of SmackDown. So yeah, so I, I'm looking forward to next week. I'm looking forward to seeing a, a better. I know you liked Underground. I'm 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 I wasn't a big fan of it. Uh, I'm looking forward to a better uh, response uh, from it. From uh, it, hopefully they took anything from online as far as suggestions or ridicule or uh, whatever um, to kind of make it a little a little more believable. I want to say I know it's trying to be like the, the grittier side of it, but. Uh, you you making a mat black and without ropes and still having a wrestling match, it, it's still a wrestling match. So if you're gonna do, if you're gonna do it without it being brawl for all, then change it up, do something. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I agreed. I still love the Tyler Durden vibes. Okay, really come out. Yes, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. That is <laughs> it, man. That was a. I mean, between. Retribution and freaking Marty Jannetty. What a, what a week. Oof. What you a, ain't you ain't kidding there, brother. What a, <laughs> what a week. I am uh look I'm yeah, I'm looking forward to everything here. I'm see what happens with uh, Retribution on Monday Night Raw since that that will definitely be be a thing. Uh since they're, My they're, biggest concern if I'm being completely honest is the Pat McAfee situation. Okay. That's just it's on the top of my head. I want to see how this plays out. Like I, I've been a known supporter of Pat McAfee throughout this entire process. I've been waiting so long. He drunkenly got he drunkenly one night bought a, a wrestling ring and put it in his in his backyard shed, backyard barn, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. And ever since then, ever since I heard that story, I'm like, I can't wait until he gets into the ring. <laughs> I think uh, if, if they if they can yeah if they can pull this off and, and make it like a like a legit thing like he but he has to come out every week like he as far as like he has to come out on top every week um he can't, mm-hmm. he can't be buried like he has to bury Cole every <laughs> every time he comes out so we shall we shall see with that um lots come next week and and on the road to SummerSlam um yep and to and take over 30 and take over 30 yes uh, a lot of things not so much anything for AEW as far as uh pay-per-views go but uh Still very interested to see any kind of falling out with Sammy Guevara. All out, Guevara. September 5th. All out. Uh, that's, that's yes, that's that's being built up. Um, they mm-hmm. have, didn't make much mention of it uh, this week other than the fact that we still know that MJF is going to fight Moxley. Um, not too much as far as other matches being set up for that, but, we yeah, we shall see. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, I am going to close this out here only because I heard this on the, the radio the other day, and we've played this before, but uh, I just I rocked out to it. Um, <laughs> it's a good choice it's a good yeah, choice i appreciate friend. it appreciate it ladies and gentlemen sons of slam that's another episode in the books number 74 please hit us up on the twitter uh, hit us up on the twitter tell your friends tell your neighbors soundcloud apple podcast spotify we are everywhere my name is chris mindell along with the reaper mr joe black sir adios muchachos have an amazing weekend guys wear a fucking mask let's get out of this I want to hug some people. Let's do this.
Sons of Slam podcast. 